Are you still trying to figure out TikTok? Has your IG growth stalled? Well, today's show is exactly for you. If you've been stuck at the same number of followers on social media, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, whatever platform it is, like you had a certain number of followers and you can't seem to break that glass ceiling and get beyond it, you're stuck. Today's a conversation that you can't miss. We're gonna talk about how to go from stagnant to snowball on social media. Welcome to This Week in Marketing. My name is Jason Pantana, your instructor, and I am so glad you're here with us today. If you're new to the channel, just make sure to head on over and hit that big red subscribe button and hit the bell next to it so that you get notified whenever we publish new videos just like this one. Now, true or false, the number of followers you have on social media, so let's say Instagram or Twitter or TikTok or whatever platform it is, the number of followers matters. And I'm gonna kind of fly in the face of popular conversation because we typically say, no, engagement is all that matters, which I get it's true. I'm being provocative on purpose. I'm gonna say that it does matter. And the reason for my saying that is not because I think you're worth something more or less if you do have followers, but because followers, a steady rate of growth on your page is indicative of an account that's worth following. So I look at an account that is coming by its followers organically. I'm not talking about buying followers or any bad practices like that. But a page that is naturally coming by followers and it's growing, my goodness, something's working. They must be creating content and community that causes people to say, Hey, I want to click follow because this content is worthwhile to me. So I do say that your followers matters because it's a signal of, am I creating a page, whatever social platform it is? Am I creating something somebody wants to follow? And if I am, they're going to follow me. And if I'm not, then I'm forced to conclude that something's got to be wrong. Inside of our coaching ecosystem, we have a member named Phil Gertis. Phil runs an incredible real estate team in the entire state of Maryland, and they've just moved into Northern Virginia as well. Anyways, Phil for years was stuck at around 14,000 followers-ish on Instagram. And you're like, that's actually a lot of followers. And I'm like, that's true. It is a lot of followers, only he'd been stuck there for years. He Up and through last year, he wasn't growing at all. And it lasted for a couple of years of just kind of hovering around the same status quo of followers. Now, let me go on record and say Phil never bought followers. He earned those followers, and then it got stuck. And that's the specific use case I want to talk about is why do accounts, specifically Instagram, but other social platforms too, the same rules apply. Why do they get stuck? They gain a certain amount of momentum and then they get stuck. And I want to talk about the quantitative and qualitative reasons for why that happens so that you can break through the ceiling and start the growth up again on your social pages. So let's talk quantitative reasons first. And I mentioned Phil didn't buy his followers. Now let's talk about why buying followers impacts the future prospects of growth for a page. And then I'll get back onto the Phil Gerda story in just a second here. Overall, Instagram's algorithm is looking at the rate of engagement of a given page. So for example, if a page has, let's say 10,000 followers, then Instagram has a certain expectation of, well, they should get a certain number of likes, a certain number of views, a certain amount of comments. There should be a certain level of interaction and engagement that would signify to Instagram's algorithm, this is content, this is a page worth recommending to others. That's an engagement ratio. Now, I personally would strive to get around 10%. So if I've got 10,000, I'd love to get as close to a thousand likes or something along those lines, or some kind of signals of about 10% of my population of followers engaging. I'll admit that's kind of lofty for most larger accounts. So going back to the idea of purchasing followers, let's say that I bought 10,000 followers. Well, they're probably dummy accounts and bots and fake inauthentic accounts. And so they're actually driving my engagement ratio down. No matter what I do, I'm going to always be dependent on that paid engagement. Otherwise I've got nothing because the reality is algorithmically, 
I'm sending the opposite signal to Instagram. I'm saying like, hey, most of my followers, inauthentic bots or not, are not engaging. Now you don't have to actually buy your followers to end up with a bunch of bots or inauthentic accounts. That's why it's usually good practice to prune off some of your least interactive types of followers because they're actually dragging that ratio down. So the first thing I wanna talk about today as I kind of recap that is the engagement rate. The engagement rate. Ultimately, the algorithm is looking at the rate of engagement. And so buying followers or somehow amassing inauthentic followers who aren't really there, they're actually dead weight. They're actually dragging you down in terms of being algorithmically recommended on Instagram, for instance, but the same basic principles could apply on other platforms. Now, back to Phil Gertis, who I already said was not buying followers. That doesn't mean he wasn't dealing with some type of inactive followership, so to speak. Every large account at some point deals with that. It's kind of like, if you wanna get new growth in the hedges, nothing makes new growth like trimming the hedges. So it's like the metaphor is you gotta prune your inactive followers to create growth. But I already talked about that. Let's talk about Phil for a moment. So back in December of 2021 at Tom Ferry's headquarters office in Dallas, we held this private video mastermind. And it was kind of a small gathering of some of the top video creators, influencers in our entire ecosystem. And it was basically designed to be this workshop collaborative mastermind where we would all sort of just kind of ideate and then collaboratively give constructive feedback to each other on what was working and what wasn't working best as we could all tell on each other's social pages. So anyways, Phil Gertis is up. He's on the chopping block at the mastermind. And we all start kind of like weighing in on what works and what doesn't work. And we were all kind of like, man, his content's really great. It's high quality. He's amazing on camera. It's fun. It's exciting content. It's really good stuff. Yet we noticed his following was kind of stuck and it had been stuck for quite a long time. And we also noticed it tended to be the same people who were liking it and engaging, but it wasn't really getting recommended and it wasn't really growing. And then we started realizing that it was almost like Phil was keeping Phil back in the content. Now I know in social media guru land, there's a lot of talk about being authentic and all that kind of stuff on social media. And candidly, I find a lot of that language to be vague and I don't always know, and I don't think anybody always knows what it means. I think there's a general point of being your real self because people are gonna try to relate to you. Anyways, we notice with Phil, like, you know, it's almost like you're not inviting people into a story. You're not being as transparent with your audience to get to know you as you could be. So we talked about that as an issue. And he told us that he every day writes in a diary, kind of his own journal, his own thoughts every day, and they're very, very private to him. And so this idea for a video show of him basically talking about what he wrote this morning and what it meant as a short form vertical video, we talked about that as an idea and he decided he was gonna execute on it. And then we're in the room and Glenda Baker's like, sit down, I've got the name for the video. And she named it Rated PG, as in Phil Gertis. And the name was like, ah, that sticks. It's a perfect name. And so Phil went back to Maryland after the mastermind and within like 48 hours, the first video was up. Like the guy wasted no time. And here's what's crazy. That was in December of 2021. We met again in April of 2022. And between that stretch of time, he had nearly doubled his Instagram followers. And he started up on TikTok and went over 100,000 followers in four months. And I would beg the question, why? Well, because he invited people into something meaningful in terms of his content. Growth on social media, there are some quantitative factors to it, but it really stems down to the community, the content, the relationships. It's a social network. And if you can create that sense of social connection, your page is gonna grow. And so maybe if you're stuck on social in terms of your following, maybe it's kind of like Phil where your content, maybe it is great, but it's not your greatest. And if you really wanna grow, you gotta give it your greatest content ever. 
Now, here's some ideas to jumpstart your growth on specifically Instagram. I wanna focus in on your Instagram growth if you wanna go from stagnant to snowball or maybe from rookie to rockstar. Either which way, these are some best practices to kind of generate and stimulate growth. Number one, maybe consider promoting your organic content. Think about this for a second. If you're making really good, valuable content and like you've done your own acid test of self-reflection and you know the content deserves to be suggested in the explore pages and everywhere else, but it's not getting the reach and distribution that it deserves. Well, candidly, you may have an underlying issue with your engagement ratio or something like that. There could be another quantitative reason why you're not getting recommended. Well, fret not, you should promote it. Just hit the boost button. And if it's great content, then target it at the people that you would like to get to know you, like in a 15 mile radius around your market area. That'd be a great spot for getting followers. People who actually live in the respective city where you do business. Or you could also say, you know what, just target people who are like my followers. Basically as if to say to Instagram, hey, you know what I'd really like? I'd really like if you would just do this for me, like organic suggest my content to people who are likely to interact with it because that's kind of your algorithm's job. But since you're not doing that, I'm gonna just pony up some dough and I'll do it for you. Now, I know there could be some pushback where you're like, Jason, if I pay them money to do what they should have been doing in the first place, won't they just keep taking my money? And I'm like, we have no proof of that. I don't think that's really a valid concern, but go with me for a second. I said earlier, I think the main reason is probably a lack of engagement ratio. In other words, you've got a lot of followers, maybe they're inactive and they're not kind of interacting with your content like they're supposed to through the eyes of the algorithm. And so they're not suggesting you organically. Well, if you promote your best content and you basically say, screw you, Instagram, I'm going to go get those people anyways. And then they elect to follow you. Well, I am naturally watering down the issue, so to speak. In other words, as I gain more followers who chose to follow me based upon that content, it was just organic content that I boosted to them and they chose to follow me. Well, they're likely to remain engaged, which means I'm actually improving my engagement ratio as I add those followers, which means I may actually rectify the issue over time. Instagram tip number two for enabling growth is to utilize formats that are very growth centric, i.e. I'm talking about reels. Reels are special because A, they tend to be distributed to a wider population of non-followers. Most of your other content, regular posts, IG videos, things like that, they're pretty much distributed in Instagram's main feed. And in the main feed, you as a respective user of Instagram, you're really only gonna see content posted by the people you already follow for the most part, okay, for the most part. But Reels literally gets its own feed. And that feed is consumed largely by non-followers. And so that's a massive built-in advantage of why you should be making more Reels. Because if you're making great content, that if people naturally see it, their response is to follow you. That means that they're kind of your people, your vibe attracts your tribe, so to speak. And so Reels are kind of the only format on Instagram that have that advantage, their own feed. Other content, I'm sort of, you know, hoping to the algorithm that I'm going to rank in the explore pages, but that's going to be very difficult to do and unlikely to happen. But with every single real I post, it's going to go in the reels feed. Maybe not as far as some, but it's going to go there. And so I would say make more reels. I would even go so far as to say that when I post content, that's not a reel, it may actually get a better rate of engagement than my reels. But just because they're reels. It's kind of like Instagram says, hey, we want this. And so thanks for the reel. We're gonna give it extra credit algorithmically because we're trying to win against TikTok. And so we need reels. So thanks a lot. Let's be partners in this. And so my reels, even if they don't have the rate of engagement as high as my other content, they still get more in the end because Instagram's literally putting wind in the sails of the algorithm just because they're reels. My point to you is if you want to enable growth on Instagram, make reels.
And then my third tip to enable growth is somewhat involved in technical, but what else is new on this show, This Week in Marketing? And that is to try to dial up the time spent on posts of every respective post. Now, I'm gonna toggle between talking about videos and reels and then just all kinds of posts. But let's kind of zoom out for a second. Um, Instagram's algorithm in particular pays attention to interaction. The interactions it monitors are things like likes, comments, saves, shares, profile taps, and then time spent on post. And so the more interactions a given post is able to garner, the better it does algorithmically speaking. In other words, Instagram's like, oh great, you get us more of that stuff, we're gonna give you a bigger audience because they're more likely to do that with your content than somebody else's. And that's how I start ranking and getting suggested in the various feeds and so forth. So those are the interactions they care about. That one time spent on post, that one is special. They really like that one. Another way of looking at that is scroll stopper. What does it take for someone to stop scrolling? And if you're the creator who provides the content to the feed that causes the viewer to stop scrolling, Instagram's like, well done. I'm gonna show you to more people now, well done. So how do I increase the time spent on posts? Well, let's kind of do a little partitioning between videos versus non-videos. Just generic stuff that applies to all types of posts on Instagram. I would say write a meatier, beefier caption. Give something for people to open up and actually look at. I would say really work your comments thread. I know a lot of viewers will look at the caption and then they'll see the comments and if they see comments back and forth and you're replying to the comments and you're bringing people into the comments thread and you're penning comments, that comments thread is actually a massive source of keeping people on your content for longer. Now let's go back to why that matters. Zooming out for a second. If I can keep people on my content for longer, then Instagram's gonna show my content to more people. And if they show my content to more people, it's more quote unquote at bats to get more followers. This is how I create growth. So meteor captions, really try to drive and dial up the comments thread, those are ways to do it. In terms of video, however, I do see a big mistake pretty often, and we've talked about it on this show before, and that is to waste the first few seconds of the video. That opening line on your video is critical to getting someone to commit to viewing the video, or at least a longer duration of the video. The mistakes I see most often are, there's like a half a second where you don't know the camera's rolling. Trim that off. That's like the scroll moment. If for a half a second I don't see anything happening as a viewer, specifically in the Reels feed, where I'm kind of flying through one after the next, I'm gone. I would also say that introducing yourself, hi, this is Jason Pantana with blah, 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 and then they scroll, that's another mistake that gets made pretty often. I would also say that a lot of folks go hire like a Fiverr video editor to create some kind of a fancy branded logo sting, and that's another waste of space because they put it at the beginning of the video and then somebody immediately scrolls because they don't know what it is or why they're watching it. It is so mission critical to hook the viewer in your videos straight away because if you do that, they're willing to watch for longer. And if they watch for longer, Instagram says again, well done. You're hooking their attention. I'm gonna show you to a larger audience, which again means a greater prospect for more followers. That time spent on post metric matters. What are the ways you can turn the dial on it and keep people parked on your content for longer. One more idea before I move us on, you can also use subtitles and captions. We know with videos in particular, 85% of videos on average are watched with the sound off. And so if you use on Instagram the caption sticker or their auto-generated captions or whatever, that gives them something to read and thus keeps them on the content longer and so they don't scroll and so you win. And it's not just captions per se. It could also just be random text and titles that appear. It's just anything that can keep me as a viewer engaged even if the sound is off. Yes, the size of your following on Instagram or whatever platform it is, it does matter because it signifies this is or is not an account worth following. And so 
if you've seen your growth flatline, it could be a quantitative issue or a qualitative issue. It could be some kind of an issue where your engagement ratio is not where Instagram or whatever platform wants it. And so they're not going to recommend your stuff organically. And we talked about ways to overcome that, or it could be a qualitative issue where it's your content. We talked about Phil Gertis and how like he was making great content, but it wasn't his greatest content. And when he showed his viewership who he really was, the natural overwhelming response was follow, 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 follow. And he went from stagnant to snowball. It's content, it's community, it's all those things put together. I'm so glad you tuned in for this week in marketing and I hope you got some ideas in terms of how to create some growth on your social followings. It is worth it. More followers means greater probability of more referrals, more leads, and more business coming your way. Social media is a marketing channel, period. I don't really have a lot of desire for social media apart from it as a marketing channel. And so I know you want to see it work for your business, but the way to make social media work for your business is to work with what it is. Instagram wants to see a certain level of performance and it will suggest your content. It's just a matter of cracking that code. And really that code comes down to content and community. When you can drive those two things, you're going to win on social media and it's going to cause you to win in your business. I'd love to hear your thoughts or ideas in a comment below. And if this video resonated or you liked it, would you please tell you? YouTube by smashing that like button that helps us out tremendously. I'm so glad you watched and until next week, this is This Week in Marketing. Where could you go to get tuned up, to get your mindset right, to get an unlimited number of marketing and lead generation strategies to win even more listings? The answer, my friend, is obvious. The Success Summit in Dallas, August 23rd through the 25th. If you want to be surrounded by thousands of like-minded individuals that are not buying into the noise, but instead staying mentally tough and most importantly, earning the money that they desire, then you need to join us. So to make your reservation, just go to tomferry.com forward slash summit. Make sure you put in the promo code SUMMIT15, that's SUMMIT15, to get 15% off your ticket. I can't wait to see you at this year's Success Summit.